because that's where we got to go to go ahead and see how God wants us to live. Amen. Amen. So I know I brought my own amens. I got a few amens over here. We're going to be all right. It's okay. So I looked in the book of Luke. If y'all would turn with me, turn your Bibles to the book of Luke. We're going to begin reading in chapter 5, verses 18 through 20. When you got to say, so? I think I got enough so's. What do you think, Bishop? Okay, all right, let's go ahead and read then. Those are the sound effects, y'all. He he got excited. He got excited for me. Hallelujah. Don't turn red, Bishop. It's all right. Ain't nobody looking at you. (laughs) Now they are. Hallelujah. Now it's time to turn red. Hallelujah. Beginning in verse 18, it says, So men came carrying a paralytic on a mat and tried to make it into the house to lay him before Jesus. Dedicated friends, huh? When When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him. On his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. Verse 20 says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. All right, so here we are, right? This man is paralytic, right? I mean, he can't walk. He can't get himself to Jesus, can't get himself anywhere. So he's got a bunch of friends. I don't know about you, but I want some friends like that. They're willing to go ahead and stick their necks out, right? Right? So they go ahead and carry him, right? Here they are carrying him. They get to the house where Jesus is. Jesus is a popular man. You know, everybody want to hear Jesus. So there's a crowd, right? So what do they do? They give up and go home. Wait, no. That ain't what the text says. They were like, wait a minute. We see some opposition, right? But did they say, oh, no, nah, man, Mm-mm. I'm sorry, bro. You ain't going to get your healing today. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe the next time Jesus come around the way. Maybe. They said, no. You know what? We're going to find a way. In spite of the opposition, we are going to find a way. So what they do? They went ahead and went higher, right? And sometimes when you're faced with opposition, instead of turning tail and running, sometimes you got to go higher, Sometimes you got to say, you know what? I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the opposition is. I don't care how many roadblocks I got to get through. I got to get to Jesus. I got to get to my healing. I got to get to the place where God is. Amen? Now, these friends, they knew that their healing, this man's healing, their friend's healing was right there. Where? Right in front of Jesus. So it didn't matter what the opposition was. They said, you know what? We're going to get it for you anyway. Amen? Some of your friends are waiting. Because you know what? We face opposition. And sometimes we give up on our friend. Sometimes we're like, ooh, he got too much hell up in him. Too much. No, I'm sorry. And sometimes we talk to them about Jesus once, and we're like, well, Lord, I talked to them. Now they know. They go to hell. Their blood, blood isn't on me. I did my part. So instead of just giving up, 
when we face the opposition, we got to stand our ground. We got to say, you know what? I don't care what the opposition is. I don't care if you said to me, no, 50 times, 100 times, I'm going to still keep praying for you. And when I see the little windows, right, when I see the little the little thing, when you're going through something, I'll be like, oh, you know what? That You know, Jesus still loves you. He still cares, and he still got a plan for your life. So whenever you're ready, I'm right here. Amen? Amen. Aren't you glad somebody didn't give up on you? Mm, see, I knew I had some amens on that one. I knew it. Now, there's another story in the, later on in the book of Luke, chapter 8, verses 43 through 45. And you could turn there if you want to, or you could turn there later. Write it down. It don't matter. It's okay. So I'm going to paraphrase, y'all. So now we see this woman. This woman's sick. How many of y'all been sick before? How many of y'all been sick for a long time before? Yeah. And let me tell you, working at the hospital, you see a lot of sick people. And it's funny because, you know, sometimes the workers, they be getting sick of the sick people. But the sick people don't want to be there, so why are you getting sick? Anyway, that's a sidebar. <laughs> so this lady, she's sick, long time, 12 years. The issue of blood, right, just flowing. Flo came to stay. She wasn't happy about it. So she spent all her money, everything that she had on this doctor, that doctor, the other doctor, to no avail, right? Until one, th one day, everybody say one day, <laughs> she stumbled upon a crowd. Now this crowd of people was around a man. The man was Jesus. So she had an encounter, right? But there was a throng of people. The Bible says that Jesus said, who touched me after she touched him? Peter looked at him like, what? Lord, there's a throng of people, and you say, who touched me? Uh, everybody. Come on now. I know I added there, but, you know, stick with me. Stick with me. <laughs> but he's like, who touched me? I felt power come out of me. Now, this woman knew. She had faith. She said, I don't need him to pray over me. I don't need him to even lay hands on me. She said, if I could just touch just the border, just the hem of his garment, I know I will be healed. And so you know what she did? She went up in there. She was pushing people away. I could just imagine just trying to push through the crowd and just be like, man, if I could just get to Jesus, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'm going to be healed. Sometimes we face opposition. We see the goal in mind, and we can see from here to there. But then we see a sea of opposition. And rather than just being like, you know what, God, I know God is with me. I know what God spoke to me. I know, I know it here, but I also know it right here. I know where God wants me to go, and I see it, but um, it's too much opposition. So I'm just going to stay right here. But I'm, just, I'm not just going to stay right here. I'm going to stay here and complain about it, too. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Why don't we invest all that energy that we spend or expend in complaining and just get on with it? I mean, God has called you to do it, right? 
He's enabled you to do it. I mean, he's given you the talents, the ability, right? And this is the bonus. You won't have to do it alone. He's right there with you. It ain't like you going there by yourself. God is right there with you, calling you and saying, when? When are you going to face the opposition that I've enabled you to overcome and get to the place where I've called you to be? People waiting for you on the other side. Come on, church. She had the encounter with the great physician, the bread of life, the lion of Judah, the one who abides eternity. Amen. She knew. She knew just a little. I just need a little bit. It's like Tabasco sauce. You only need a little bit. There's power in that stuff. Woo. Can I tell you a story? Gather around, children. It's story time. So, I've encountered some opposition in my life. And I met my wife. Now, I knew this young lady. We were friends. And, so, you know, I heard a wise man once say, if you can't find a good woman, raise one. So I said to myself, self, what you think about that one? I said, hmm, you're good. I like it. So I embarked on a journey. Now, we were friends. You know, I knew her. She knew me. But I wanted to get to know her a little bit better. So I said, hey, can I get your number? So I don't know, she gave me her number. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Victory. So I started calling her. Hey, what you doing? I don't know what you doing. Nothing, what you doing? Nothing, what you doing? I ain't doing nothing. Back and forth, back and forth, right? So then later on, I came to find out she was annoyed about me calling her. You know her mama said? Her mama said, why don't you, why, why don't you, why, why do you answer the phone then? Mmm. Because she couldn't resist all of this yummy goodness. Now let me get spiritual. See, the Lord has set us apart and betrothed one of us to each other. Hallelujah. So anyway... I kept calling, and I knew what I wanted. I wanted her to be my girl, man. Kept calling, kept calling. Then, you know, she started softening up, you know, started opening up and sharing and all that stuff, right? Then one day, we was on the phone. And I said, hmm, you like me, don't you? She said, no. Why? Do you like me? I said, well, yeah, you know, girl, I kind of like your feeling you, yeah. She's like, oh, 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 well, that, I like you too. And the rest, as they say, is history, amen? Opposition, y'all. I didn't give up. I knew what I wanted. 
And so many times in relationships, we're willing to do whatever it takes, right? I want to get with that girl or I want to get with that guy, and we will go through hell and high water. What? We'll sneak out of our house. We'll go ahead and call. We'll go ahead and call them when we are supposed to call them. Or we'll go ahead and drive on over to the house. Or we'll go ahead and say, oh, <coughs> uh, I can't come to church today. I'm feeling sick. And you go ahead and go meet people. I ain't even going to look over here. I ain't even going to look. I'm not going to look. I ain't looking. I ain't looking. But we are willing to do whatever it takes, encounter whatever opposition for someone that we can see. And now the lover of our soul who we can't see, the one, the one who loved us before we even thought about loving him, the one who has done so much, who died for you. Hey, look, ain't nobody ever died for me. Except Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Amen? And so why, when we face opposition for him, are we so willing to turn tail and run? Instead of just hanging on and saying, you know what, yeah, I know you, I know people saying no, people, you know, they saying this, they saying that, but I don't care because I know what God has told me. I know what he's deposited in my heart. I know where he's called me to. And no matter what people say, no matter what people do, I'm going to strive and I'm going to push through and get to where God has called me to be. Amen? Amen. You can go ahead and put your hands together for Jesus, all right? We among family. Another example. Now, a wise woman once told me when I announced that I'm having a little girl, she was like, oh, you're going to be her flunky. And I wanted to deny it. No, I'm going to stand firm. Man, but that little girl got away. Woo! Bishop, I don't hear you saying amen, because I know y'all got a witness in you, Bishop. I know, I know. So, oh, see, he felt it. I see that? It's a fire. So, yesterday, I'm folding clothes, and I'm watching television. I'm watching the Olympics, y'all. You know, those people that go ahead and the, the, the big little jump. That <laughs> so, I was watching, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. So, here comes Alina with a piece of chalk in her hand. She's like, Daddy, Daddy, draw, draw it, Daddy. I'm like, yeah, 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 okay. What the way, girl? I'll draw in a minute, baby. I'll draw in a minute. No, Daddy, draw. I'm like, oh, <laughs> chill out. I'll draw in a minute, baby. So she's got this little easel with the little chalkboard thing, little whiteboard in the back, real nice from her, from her uh, grandparents. And so she begins... I'm now, I told her no more than two times. I'm just trying to shorten the story for the sake of time. So she comes over, right? What a horrible parent. She comes over, <laughs> dragging the easel over. She's like, Daddy, draw. And I'm like, oh. So finally, I enforce, thank you, Jesus, for some DVR. Because I paused it to resume later. And I took the chalk from her hand, and I said, okay, baby, I'm going to go ahead and and I drew the little house that she wanted, the chimney that she wanted, all the windows that she wanted, the little walkway, the door, the whole night. I did it all for her. Now, that's me, right, her earthly father. Now, why is it that sometimes when we ask God once, we give up? I mean, you know, I, I, I've, and the thing is, is that God 
you know, he's not distracted like we are. But sometimes he want to see, how bad do you want it? Do you want it that bad? Because if you continually ask and ask and ask, you know what happens? You begin to build a burden inside your heart. And you know what? You're asking, you know, for example, the people that are unsaved, the people that we have on our impact list, if you've been here on Wednesday nights, you know what I'm talking about. But just for those of you that have not been able to join us on Wednesday nights, um, our impact list is the list of people that we want to impact for Christ. These are the ones that are in our lives and our circle of influence that we want to um, see come to the Lord. And so Bishop and Pastor Robert have been have been talking to us the last few weeks here that, you know, when we pray for these people, you know, sometimes, you know, we'll go ahead and pray, Lord, you know, Lord, you know. But when we look at it in light of his word, in light of the fact that, you know what, tomorrow is not promised to any man. That makes it a little more, more urgent, doesn't it? When you don't know if the person in front of you next to you, that person that sits next to you in school, or that person you were next to, when you don't know if you'll see them again tomorrow or hours later, puts a little more urgency, right? Right? So why is it that we, knowing this, because we know it here, but do we know it here? And look, I say we because it's me too. You know, I ain't just trying to go ahead and sling stuff from up here. It's me too. Sometimes I get complacent. Sometimes I say, you know what? Oh, well, that's horrible to say, right? I don't want to share because mm, I don't feel like it. Or you know what? Somebody else will get them. It's okay. Lord, you know. Opposition, y'all. Opposition. The second word was discouragement. What was the first word? And the second one? Good. Discouragement. How many of y'all been discouraged? Some of y'all ain't been discouraged ever in your life? No? No discouragement. Okay. All right. We'll just pretend everybody raised their hand. Sometimes we're told, no, you're too weak. Are you too strong? You too old? Too young? Too pretty? Too ugly? Too smart? That's when you're overqualified. Now, I've never been told that I'm overqualified for any position, so I guess I'm not dumb enough, but I ain't smart enough neither. I guess I'm good. But sometimes we're told all these things, right? Too tall, too short, too skinny, too fat, too this, too that. We get discouraged, right? We're like, man, I was pretty enough. Guess not. But I'm here to tell you today that you are God's creation. You have been created with talents and abilities, and even more so if Jesus is the leader of your life. If you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you are not just his creation, but you are his child, his son, and his daughter. Y'all love your sons and your daughters, right? I mean, you don't want nothing but good things for your sons and your daughters. You want them to do even greater than you did, right? How much more your heavenly father? And sometimes we're told these things about people that are near and dear to us. But isn't Christ a friend who stays closer than any brother? Now, whose opinion do you think matters more? God's opinion of you or man's opinion of you? 
But why do we live like it's the other way around? Why? Why do we put so much importance on those around us, what they got to say? So much so that we're discouraged. We're discouraged from attaining the goals, the purposes that God has spoken into our hearts, into our lives. What you mean? I'm not good enough. Wait, 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 wait. No, but God, I know. I know what God spoke to me. I know what he laid upon my heart. This is what he told me to do. So instead of saying, nah, you know what? I think I'm just going to pack it up. I'm going to leave it there. We got to say, wait a minute. No, that's not what my daddy told me. That's not what he said. And my daddy's bigger than your daddy. <laughs> right? We used to do it when we were little kids. You should be like, no, nah, man, my daddy could beat up your daddy any day. Oh, really? Yeah, let me, let me go get my dad. Right? What happened? Oh, we grew up. Got serious, right? Now we know. We got a little wisdom under our belt. Yeah. I love what the psalmist says. He says, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. This is what your God thinks about you. Thinks about me. I don't know. When I'm feeling discouraged, all I got to do is just look at his word and see what my daddy says about me. And it don't matter what anybody else says about you. So if you, if you feel a little discouraged, just go to the word. Because sometimes bishop ain't around. Sometimes the pastor's not around to help you get encouraged. Sometimes you're in a situation where you got to encourage yourself. You can't wait till Wednesday. You can't wait till Sunday. You can't wait till the ne next men's meeting. You can't wait till the next women's meeting. Sometimes you got to sit down and you got to say, you know what? I got to encourage myself. What, what has God got to say about me? What does God have to say about my plans, the plans and the purposes that he has for my life? And encourage ourselves. Repeat this after me. We must let our discouragement feed our tenacity. Ooh, I love that word tenacity, right? Say it again. Say tenacity. No, no, I said say tenacity. Ooh, I see. I felt it when y'all said it like that. Tenacity. What is tenacity? Tenacity is persistent in maintaining adhering to or seeking something valued or desired. Tenacity. I was tenacious in the pursuit of my wife. See that? Mmm. <laughs> Talking about. Not just because it's Valentine's Day, okay? That's every day. I love you, girl. Tenacity. Sometimes we're going to face rejection. Sometimes when you go ahead and share the gospel. Now, you know, when you share the gospel, it's something intimate to you. It's something personal. You're like, oh, my little Jesus, you know, in my white box. And I take him out and put him right back in, right? So, you know, when you, when you put yourself out there and you share, you know, this intimate relationship that you have with Christ. And sometimes, you know, people say, mm, 
mm, I don't want your Jesus. Oh, it hurts, right? So, like, why not? This is good. I like that, you know? Kind of like when, you know, when your wife, you know, my wife, she cooks good. Hence my weight problem. But I've been working on it. And praise the Lord, my pants fit today. So when my wife cooks something, she cooks so delicious, and I'm like, oh, man, hey, you know, you take it to a friend, you take it to work, be like, man, let me get a taste of that. You go ahead and have a taste, and, you know, when they say, hmm, all right, what? <laughs> this is my, no, I don't think you understand. This is my wife's cooking. The best cooking in the whole entire world. And they say, mm, it hurts, right? But sometimes, you know, you got to go ahead and continue and continue. You bring another dish, another one, another one. And eventually you find, yeah, lasagna. Mm. And eventually you find what's going to work. And it's the same way. You know, sometimes when you first approach people and they say, mm, give up you gotta be tenacious remember tomorrow's not promised to any man so you know what you owe it to that person to be like okay you know what let me try a different approach let me try something else let me go ahead and get to know the person and see see if we can identify on some level and then we go ahead and use some type of strategy to go ahead and get that in there can't give up on the first one we got to be tenacious Tell you another story. Is that all right? This is not a story about me, but this is a story that I found online. Right? Very inspiring. I'm getting I'm getting ready to to wrap up, so y'all just bear with me for a moment. There was a gentleman. His name was Maxi Flyer. Anybody heard about Maxi Flyer? Anybody? No. Good. So, this gentleman. He had two young kids, married. You know. And he had some uh, some returning friends of his, and uh, he admired them very much because in the community they were trying to go ahead and make some positive changes as far as you know legislation and all that. So he admired them. So he said, "You know what? The age of thirty six, I'm gonna go back to school. I'm gonna be a lawyer." So he did. Went back to school, went to graduate school, went to law school, all that stuff. Got his degree, and you know. Just because you got the degree, don't mean you can practice, right? What you gotta do? You gotta take the, you gotta take the bar. And like many aspiring lawyers, he failed on his first try. So what do you do? You give up? No. You try again. How many of y'all would have tried again? How many of y'all would have tried three times? Four? Five times? Six? Seven? Eight. How about 20? 20 times. <laughs> How about 25? Y'all can put your hands down. Now, how many of you guys, because he had, remember he had two young sons, right? Now, his sons finished their undergraduate studies. They went on to law school. They passed their bar exam. But Maxi kept trying. He went back to he went to work for his sons as a law clerk. While he was working for his sons, he kept trying. 
and kept trying and kept trying. 47 times this man failed. 47. Over a 25-year span. But on time number 48, you know what happened? Maxi Fly passed his bar exam to the ripe old age of 61. He was finally able to do what in his heart 25 years before he had wanted to do. Amen? Come on and stand to your feet. So sometimes, you see, sometimes we're faced with discouragement. Sometimes we're faced with opposition. But the question is, what are you going to do with that discouragement? What are you going to do with that opposition? Are you going to turn tail and run? Are you going to give up, give in, and say, you know what, Lord, I know what you told me, but I must not have been listening right. Because obviously with all this opposition, it wasn't you that I was listening to. The devil is a liar. You know what he's spoken to your heart. You know the plans that he has for you. Plans to bless you, to prosper you. Plans to go ahead and take you to where you never dreamed you would go. Are you going to give up? Or are you going to say, Lord, I'm with you. Help me through the opposition.